How you doing? <laughs> Good, man. Where are you guys out uh, playing these days? Where are you guys playing tonight? Hello? Yep. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? There. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, where are you guys playing tonight? Uh, tonight we're playing in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, awesome, man. I've been uh, yeah, def- man. definitely digging the new album. I've had it on repeat all weekend long, and uh, that, that oh, first nice. song is definitely, uh, it, it just kicks the energy off great. Hell yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Can you tell me a little bit about the creative process that went into uh, making this new album, Poison the Parish? Uh, yeah, man, this was actually the first album that we did. Uh, we did it all on our own. You know, we uh, basically just got a... a yeah. Engineer and um, you know Sean. Sean produced it, and we just went in and locked ourselves away in a room and uh, yeah, man, just knocked it out. Did exactly what we wanted to do, the way we wanted to do it. Uh, you know, down in the mixing and all that. Um, it was it was just really cool. You know, not to you know not, not that I have anything against working with the producer. I just I feel it was a bit unnecessary on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I feel like we've proved that now to the label and and and, and all that. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of a relaxing vibe, and and yeah, I mean, it's a little bit stressful as well, you know, because you, you know, all the pressure squarely on your shoulders. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was it was kind of relaxing and um, just cool doing it as us. You know, it was it was a good experience. Was there any specific inspiration, you guys? Uh, you know, like a theme you kind of went in with, or did Poison the Parish kind of form itself naturally throughout the creative process? Yeah, it's something that happens naturally. Um, I don't know that we ever set out to intentionally, you know, sound a certain way or, or you know, make a certain kind of album. It just tends to, you know, I guess, happen. You know, it's, it's you know, the music's constantly evolving. You know, people, you know, people are evolving. Um, and just your, your outlook on stuff changes. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like the music's kind of a reflection of that. It's like a snapshot um of where you are at that point in time and uh um yeah man this one just kind of worked itself out and, and and just you know sort of grew into into the sort of final product so mm-hmm. yeah man we, we we're happy though we, we're excited you know to get it out there and hit the road and you know take the music to the people well i definitely hope to see you guys somewhere around here uh on this tour do you happen to have a favorite song on the album that you just enjoy playing or hearing that you just can't get out of your head uh, yeah, th- there's one called, uh, Against the Wall that really, uh, gets stuck in my head and, uh, you know, it's, it's one of my favorite songs in the album for sure. Um, but it, it's weird. It, 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 it sort of changes that that's the one for now, but I'm sure in, you know, uh, two weeks time, I'll, I'll sort of gravitate to, to a different one, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. kind of how it goes. But for now I've been jamming out to Against the Wall and, you know, enjoying that one a lot. Now, uh, I've been friends with you on Facebook for quite a while now, but uh, uh, we actually met the first time when you were performing at the GSR probably in the mid-2000s. It was, uh, it was quite right. a while back, but uh, it's definitely good yeah. kind of following uh, all the stuff you've been doing. Uh, do you have any new motorcycles or uh, sports cars that you, <laughs> you got in the garage now? You're ready to tear around <laughs> California? Actually, um my girlfriend and I just moved to Georgia, so nice. I've actually scaled down, you know, for the move, I scaled down, I sold two of my bikes. Um, we, we, did, we did gain a Land Rover, though, but uh, mm-hmm. sold mm-hmm. a couple of the bikes and, and a couple of the toys and things to, you know, streamline the move. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, you know, now, now that I'm in, in Georgia, I'm near the water over there in Savannah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I have, I have room now for more, more toys. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about getting a boat, maybe a jet ski. Um, I don't know, you, you know me, I, I like stuff that, you know, makes noise and goes fast. Who doesn't, And right? it's fun. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's I'll, awesome. I'll work it out. So what made you decide to, uh, leave the West Coast and, uh, head over to GA? Um, you know, it's, I don't know, I just had enough of it over there, man. You know, it's, I've been there a long time. I've been there about 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's parts of it I love, and then, you know, there's parts that, you know, aren't so great. You know, it's just like anywhere, I suppose. But I'm sure um, the cost the of living. Really, sure. Yeah, the cost of living was insane. The traffic was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I mean, I, I couldn't afford the house that I'd want to live in there. Like, you know, near the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, in those areas, it's it's so insanely unaffordable, you know, for a decent-sized house. So we just said, hey, let's, let's look at the other coast and um, looking around and, you know, kind of, you know, start looking at pictures of Savannah. And we're like, wow, it's really beautiful. Maybe we should, you know, take a little take a little week away and go hang out. And we did. And while we were there, we looked at houses. And I was like, maybe I'll just put an offer and see what happens. Before I knew it, we were back in LA packing, and months later we're living in we're living in Savannah. So um, it's cool though, man. I, I dig it. It's it's way laid back. It's cool. We're on a lake, so I get to fish like every day if I want. That's me. Uh, we're near the ocean, so I can fish in the sea. Mm-hmm. You know, my girl she'll lie on the beach and read a book. I go fish. It, it just works out, man. It's it's just cool. It's laid back. It's relaxing, and that's exactly what I want when I'm not on the road because it's it's so hectic out here. Mm-hmm. You know when when you know it's said and done, have like a week or two off. You know, I'm not concerned with like going out to clubs and bars and you know a restaurant maybe. Mm-hmm. But you know, when I'm home, I just want to chill and relax and watch the watch the birds come roost at the lake and you know make a fire out the back and just chill. That that's more my speed when I'm home. So it suits suits us, I think. That sounds like the good life in anybody's uh, opinion. Yeah, man. <laughs> Now, uh, I, I know you've been pretty vocal throughout the uh, the latest political campaign. Was I uh, seeing things, or did you get your U.S. citizenship uh, just recently? I did. Uh, last November, I became a citizen. So I'm uh, officially American now. And now, uh, any any insight into how insane this uh, political scene is right now? You got anything you want to say about it? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't think saying anything's really going to help. It's, it's it's a mess, you know. I'm just I'm just keeping my head down and you know trying not to piss off people on either side. Mm-hmm. You see, I'm in a weird I'm in a weird position because I don't you know I, I don't completely you know well maybe I'm not in a weird position. I feel like there's a lot of people like me, but I mm-hmm. can't fully you know agree with one side on on either side. I oh, think I completely I think, agree with that. I, yeah, I think the extreme ends on either side are. You know the stupidest thing I've ever I've ever seen in my life, but there, there's this little like path in the middle where you can kind of you know take the parts you like from either side and hopefully mm-hmm. figure out what you want to do. So, but yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to keep my head down and you know hope for the best. You know, I, I hope things go well. You know, fortunately the economy has been you know been pretty good. Yeah, which I didn't think it would be, um, but it's been pretty strong for the last. You know, a couple months. So, mm-hmm. You know, that's a good thing. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see, man. I just, you know, I just hope uh, the prayers keeps his, you know, sticks to the script and doesn't do anything too insane to, 
you know, get us into you know, some new sort of conflict or anything. But I know I wake up every yeah, morning just, making sure we haven't started World War Three. It seems like. <laughs> well, it, if it happened, I I wouldn't be like, oh wow, oh my god, that's unreal. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, it's just, just another day of wacky headlines, you know? Right. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be amazed. I'd, I mean, it would suck. Yeah. But I wouldn't be like, wow, I never saw that coming. Right. <laughs> You're like, that's any, what I mean. Anything's anything's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird time. Well, I like to ask uh, people, especially since you kind of grew up uh, in, in a different political culture, obviously, like the the insane differences between the way things are here and then, you know, you guys, uh, did you ever have to deal with the, the apartheid and everything when you were down in South Africa? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was around when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember it ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was young, you know, I didn't. I, I didn't understand what it was about. I didn't understand the magnitude of, of everything. And, right. Um, when Mandela came out of you know out of jail and you know basically took power, you know we, we didn't know, you know, how huge, uh, you know, how hugely significant this was and how what a historical thing it was. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of normal. And then I remember we started getting like black kids in our school and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. and it had never occurred to me before that. There weren't black kids in my school. It was it was all like white kids, right? In the school I was, and then, um, and that that school now is you know mostly black. It's, it's weird how it's how it's changed so much. Mm-hmm. But but I remember that when I went to high school, then it was you know a lot more getting a lot more integrated and stuff. So it was cool to see it, and you know now you go back and um, I mean there's still problems. I mean mm-hmm. I think with a regime like that. You know, it's not something that's going to get solved in a day. I mean, there's still problems in the states, yeah. And they were way ahead of us in terms of civil rights and things. You know? mm-hmm. um, but over there, it's you know, all that happened a lot later. So it's, I mean, there's still issues in that. And they're trying to sort it out. But the big problem there is government and you know, corruption and embezzlement. Um, it's a huge issue, and and they they're really like bankrupting the country. You know, just to line their own pockets and. Mm-hmm. take care of their friends and stuff and that's the major problem over there now um it's just you know politically the you know the the president and his his cronies are just you know milking it for what it's worth while they can yeah yeah it's sad there's, yeah, there's it corruption everywhere oh yeah and and the, the funny thing is about corruption there is it's 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 not you know here there's corruption but it's sort of under the table you know you don't right. always hear about it you know there it's just it's there for everyone face. to see. They don't. Yeah. They don't even bother to hide it. They don't try and hide it. They just like, yeah, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're like above the law. Nothing seems to, you know, stick to them. You know, they're like Teflon. Damn. Um, so it stinks, man. But you know, it's sad because it's a beautiful country, and mm-hmm. I'd hate to see it to go the way of like a, a Zimbabwe or a, a Venezuela now, which mm-hmm. is you know not looking like not looking good. But yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, we'll hope for the best, you know. I think we just need to get Zuma out of power and get, you know, get someone else in there to, you know, get it get it back to where it was. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to uh, let you get yeah. back to preparing for your show over there in PA. Uh, yeah, man. And uh, and I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with us, and I, I seriously hope Absolutely. to see you over here uh, on the West Coast, hopefully at, like, Aftershock Festival or something like that, man. It would be great to see you and uh, hang out again for a while. Yeah, man, we're heading that way in a, in a couple of weeks. So I'm not exactly sure the schedule, but um, I think we'll, you know, if not then, we'll definitely be, uh, you know, later in the year. We're pretty much going to be out for the long haul now. So mm-hmm. 
we ain't we ain't scared of Tua, man. So we'll yeah. definitely be up there soon. That's awesome, bro. Thank you, Dale Stewart from uh, Seether. Really, it, really, really digging the new album, man. Like I said, it's been it's been stuck in my CD player and even on my on my cell phone on repeat now for for since it dropped on Friday. So definitely awesome, looking man. forward Thank to you. seeing you guys. Have a great day, brother, and have a great show. You too, bro. Thanks, man. Take care. Okay. Bye.